I'm Jennifer Campbell. I'm Karen Corgan. And I'm Kelsey Litchfield. Welcome to the Girls Talk Ag Podcast, brought to you by the Global Ag Network. This podcast is where we plow through the manure online and discuss what's currently going on in agriculture. From the good stuff to the rough stuff, we may not always be politically correct, but we're definitely honest. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, I guess, because we're finally all three together, right? I mm-hmm. mean... I was the beach bitch or the bitch on the beach in January. And then, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I know you don't, right? Yeah. And then um, we did the um, the dog show, which was so fun. I called it mm-hmm. the dog show because all we talked about was dogs. And you were on tour, right, Karen? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what we're called, Karen, the agronomist on tour. <laughs> and um so now we're back because we all love ag and here we are. We're going to talk about National Ag Day. And it's March, finally. It is March. Um, are we out in 2020 yet or are we still in 2020? I can't remember. <laughs> I have no idea, but I think everyone's been dreading this month, right? Because this is a year ago is when this all, this, literally the shit hit the fan. I keep thinking to myself, shut down. where was I a year ago? What was I doing? Um, a year ago and I, I can kind of remember thinking you know spring's here we can finally get outside thinking towards planting season and then um, I remember watching sitting in the front of the tv at my grandmother's house as the state of Illinois governor announced that school wasn't going to be in session um, I was working at the chamber of commerce at the time and businesses had to shut down I just rem- remember having this really bad gut feeling my stomach but then also thinking oh this won't last long we'll be fine by june july Eh, wrong i don't remember where i was like i remember when i was a kid when the shuttle exploded i remember i was i i'm probably going to be sorry i don't remember where i was when the world shut down um but i don't i just meeting at the college and i just remember that we were all like my family we were all just sick like we had really bad colds and we've gone through the flu and all these sorts of things. And, you know, we just, we were run down at that point. And then, yeah, mid-March, they just shut the schools down. And I was just like, wow. Wow. I actually was, when they, uh, my friend was on spring break and they never went back to school. Can you imagine going on spring break and thinking, oh, we'll be back in a week. And they never went back until August. And I just thought that is crazy crazy and some schools are still not in session which that's a topic for another day um but it's crazy that it's almost been a year so and then talk about agriculture i guess nothing i do we've done an episode on national agriculture month i know but um not that agriculture is any more important than anything else but now that I think back, we must have not done, not just us, but anybody, it must have just gotten kind of swept under the carpet because of everything else that was going on. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah. It got canceled and whatnot, so. I do know a group here in Indiana, as I think back, and I'm starting to recall some stuff because I've slept since then. They, when schools shut down, um, Indy with Kids, which is IndyWithKids.com, they did a lot of stuff online. And um, one of those was Farmer Friday, which was really cool. So all those kids that were now stuck at home with with their parents, that didn't come out right. But um, they would do they did Farmer Fridays and uh, Facebook Lives um, where 
they visited farms and those kids then that was part of their Friday kind of curriculum um, because I do remember reading Meet Pete from the cattle barn now. Um, so that was kind of cool. Those are probably still online somewhere on Facebook that you could um, go back and rewatch those. Mm -hmm. I should link yeah. to those. Yeah. You know, definitely. our local um, Ag in the Classroom in McLean County, Illinois, did a lot of extra work and put packets together. So when the kids picked up their stuff at school or their lunches, they each got like an activity packet that had to do with agriculture. Um, and she put, Bridget put out a lot of videos. Um, yeah, that yeah. I'm sure are still on YouTube. So yeah, she, our local lady did quite a bit. Your local Farm Bureau is quite amazing, really. Um, they we always heard. do, I mean, you really do do good stuff. Um, I guess just to be honest, our even our state didn't do anything to my knowledge, because I checked into it. I'm like, I'll be sharing anything you got. And no, we're not really doing anything. And it was a little disappointing. I interned for our local County Farm Bureau this summer after my freshman year of college at the University of Illinois. And we, the Ag in the Classroom teacher and I got to go up to Chicago to one of the schools they adopted. And this was in the summer. This wasn't during the month of March, but I still thought the connection was pretty cool. Yeah. We went up to a school um, in Chicago, and I believe it was on the south side of Chicago, and we did like ag projects with them. And oh, it was definitely a highlight of my summer being able to spend actually time with these kids and teach them about agriculture. And I thought that program was so cool because it's so great to do it in your own neck of the woods, but then also go to a place like Chicago in the urban inner city area and teach them about ag. In McLean County, we have all the schools in Bloomington Normal. So mm -hmm. the majority of them are not ag rural. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah, very cool. What are we celebrating this year? What is it, March 23rd, I believe? March, yeah, March 23rd. March 23rd. Although, Although as my daughter points out, it's her entire birthday month. So I think agriculture can take the whole month too. There you go. Also, National Pig Day was this week, so we can also throw that one out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that, um, like, we always look to the Farm Bureau to do stuff, but um, what it, what is the National Agri National it's, Ag Day? It's So National Ag Day is put on by the Agriculture Council of America, which is a nonprofit organization, and their <coughs> website is agday.org.org where they have all these tools and resources. It's very in-depth, like they have videos to talk about facts in ag. Um, looks like they had a writing contest that they'll be announcing the winners about. Like it's a very, very all-encompassing day. And I tried to look to see when they started this because I was kind of curious when National Ag Day started, but I couldn't find anything on that. And they've got quite the like promote Ag Day, like tools and resources, tons of links and printables and social media toolkits and cards and videos and infographics and um, press releases and they have webinars too. A Virtual. lot of stuff. Yeah. I donate books to our kids' classrooms and I also make goodie bags for the kids. So that's what I was getting ready to say. This kind of, if, if you've never done it before, I think that this is a good resource for kind of 
things that you might want to try, but like, I know Karen doesn't, you just do it yourself. Yeah. I do what I want. <laughs> right. But I was going to just say that, you know, I donate the books to the kids' classrooms, and obviously the number one book that you should donate is Meet Pete, by, which I have done in the past, but um, the American Farm Bureau Foundation has recommended publications or children's books that are ag accurate, and so you can Which go I would like Meet Pete on that list, and I cannot get anyone to get Meet Pete on that list. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but if you're listening... If you're listening, here's a little hint, hint. Here's your sign. <laughs> so it's agfoundation.org slash recommended dash P-U-B-S, I think. Um, so the Nash, the they announced the National Book of the Year, mm -hmm. which is, of course, I don't have that one up. The um, Dairy, Dairy God. Tales of a Dairy Godmother, Chuck's Ice Cream Wish by Viola Butler, illustrated by Ward Jenkins. Mm -hmm. That is the book, but there's also some other ones. Like I ordered that one, and then I also ordered um, My Family's Soybean Farm, which I have to make these bigger oh. so I can read them, by Katie Oltoff. And Katie is amazing. She does the, Katie has, I love Katie. I've known Katie for years. Um, she has the turkey farm book. Okay. Does she have a corn one? I know she has a beef one. Oh, she I has like a series that um, that she's written. One is my my family's turkey farm. Oh, I'll have to look into those. And I know she wrote one for beef cattle in Iowa. Um, she started with the turkey farm. Katie is awesome. Yeah. Definitely shout out to Katie to, them to the kids classes this year, but they also added a couple the bug girl a true story, which I want to get that one by Sophia Spencer. There's one on Abe Lincoln Lincoln clears a path Abraham Lincoln's agricultural legacy by Peggy Thomas. Oh wow. There's how to grow an apple pie by Beth Charles. Um, and these are the ones that were added in January and February of this year. So Honeybee, The Busy Life of Apis mellifera, which is the genus species name. The Hundred-Year-Old Barn by Patricia McLaughlin. I hope I said that name right. And then there's some from last year, you know, like Full of Beans, Henry Ford Grows a Car. Um, there's one by Amanda Radke, A Home Run for Peanuts. Hmm. You know, Amanda's sure. Is, is she the one who wrote the she's ranch beef. book? Yeah, she's in, involved with beef. I know that. Yeah. She wrote, her original book was like, um, what was it? It was something to do with her ranch. Yeah, beef cattle and her, and a little boy. Um, and then uh, another one I got for the class was Popcorn Country, the story of America's favorite snack by Chris Peterson. But they, um, they continually keep this list up. So it's not just the ones that are added this year. I think they go all the way back to at least 2014. And so I'm sure there's several on there, but that's kind of where my go-to is to find um, books besides Jen's. Um, our County Farm Bureau this year, because we can't do ag in the classroom, thanks to COVID, um, we, if you belong to a Farm Bureau, you can purchase those books at a discounted rate, the book of the year. Mm -hmm. And so we are sending them, we did that and are sending them to um, all the elementary school libraries in the mm -hmm. county. Um, the Farm Bureau is doing that too. And I yeah. think the public libraries too. Woo. 
I didn't even think about the public libraries. I don't think we discussed those. We should do that too. That's a good idea. Um, and we also, we've gotten them before and we've um, gotten the list from a littlefreelibrary.com and we've put ag books in all the free libraries in the Bloomington normal area also. I'm dying to do that with Meet Pete. Um, Chris and I, of course, ride the motorcycle a lot. And I always want, I, I have a goal of keeping them with us. So when we pass those little free libraries, just popping Meet Pete's in there. Mm -hmm. awesome. um, I think that would be fun. And like I say, you could do it with any ag book, really. That Actually, that's a great idea. Very good idea. Yeah, our local Farm Bureau did that. Um, well, last year we we meant to do it in March, but things shut down. So we actually waited and did it in July, but still. Was I think you can celebrate agriculture anytime, so. Mm -hmm. Well, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that, you know, we're not encouraging the Thank a Farmer movement. That's not what <laughs> National Ag Day is about. Not at all. So, I'll be honest, I used to do it. up in a wad about it. Um, just, I, remember, I think we all did. I well, mean, that's what I'm saying. We all did, but we've all evolved from that too. Yeah. I mean, I think we all did that. Oh yeah. Thank far. That farmer. sounds great. But then the more you think about it, you're like, mm, no, I mean, but what good does that do? It doesn't every we're doing our job. We're not doing it for free. Let's be honest. We've discussed that. The, business. Vaccine makers. the people who are making the vaccines. That's who we'll thank. But. Um, and my theory is everybody needs thanked for their job. I mean, I'm thankful for the chick down at Casey's who makes my donuts every morning. Um, <laughs> you know, she doesn't get to put her kids on the bus. You know, you talk about farmers going out early. There are tons of jobs that do that. But um, I think there's nothing wrong with having National Agriculture Month or, or day um, to promote what you love doesn't mean you need thanked for doing what mm -hmm. you do but. i think it just needs to go beyond just the internet so when you see the videos or you read about agriculture you're engaging and educating about the industry and sharing that knowledge with others and as i was telling you guys kind of earlier um, when i worked at the chamber of Com commerce we wanted to intersect our business community and our agriculture community more and we're like well how can we do that we need to actually get them together for an event and for conversation about how the two communities can collaborate more and we decided to do a breakfast event on national ag day about two years ago or it was like a week ahead but it, it coincided with national ag day and how we kind of did the educational part um was we charged fifteen dollars for tickets and then um, the first 75 people, first 75 attendees that registered only got, only paid the farmer's share of $2.22. So I like that using that example because that's a tangible way of how we took that education materials and we put it into play and got people together. Like I want to like the farm to table events, like I love seeing all those because it's actually tangibly getting people together and talking about it instead of just reading about it say oh that's great and then moving along with their lives i want to see actual tangible action how many we, times can i say tangible in a sense tangible we do that here in the county in johnson county indiana we have the farmer share breakfast and um and basically it's a donation but all you pay is the farmer share and anybody who attends it puts things into reality 
of how much the farmer does get. Mm-hmm. I think that's important because the farm to table is great because local is always good, but I think we need to think about on a larger scale, how we feed everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. isn't homesteading. Everybody isn't, <clears throat> isn't uh, direct farm to table all the time. We have masses of people who rec- who, who depend on, on grocery stores and there are farmers who raise that food. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't people who transport it and people who sell it and people. Right. Who- yeah. I mean, and so I think that's just as important. I think that's just as important as the, like the farm to table. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's awesome. I'm all about it, but we need to think about people who aren't, don't have that disposable income for. Oh, people want to know where the food comes from. Mm-hmm. I know people, we've said that for quite a while, but there are those out there that are genuinely interested in learning about the full process. The pandemic kind of brought a lot of that back to the forefront too. People mm-hmm. were wondering where their food came from. They were looking more locally. They couldn't get beef in the grocery store. So they were looking at lockers and local farmers. And I think that's true, but I also think I'm a big person in saying the food in the grocery store is from a farmer. You know, they want to say, you know, well, we need to look locally, but to be quite honest, the food in a grocery store is also from a farmer. It's not, you know. Well, I think if I remember correctly, like the apples in the Happy Meals at McDonald's are a lot of those come from Michigan, from Michigan Mm -hmm. farmers. So I mean, they, they had commercials comes from farmers somewhere, but right. And they had commercials on that. Didn't they do the potato farmers for their fries too, like in Idaho or something? Um, five guys does they put up the farm that the potatoes came from that they fry the fries from each day. So I think we've come a long way from where we were just five years ago, you know, yeah. about that. Cause I remember being in college and oh good old oh, being way. in college five years ago. <laughs> but there's a chipotle on campus and i refuse to eat there because of their horrid marketing and advertising i i and then you know the burger king fiasco that happened last year you know as bad as those things were it has encouraged us to advertise the good about where people's food are coming from and i think we need it I, I do. I agree. And I think we need to carry that even a little further um, into developing all this farm ground. I, it's, it's hot and heavy right here in Johnson County. And um, I think that, I think now that we've come, you know, the food in the grocery store comes from a farmer, the food at fast food restaurants come from a farmer. We need to we need to realize that to get that food, we're going to have to have that land to produce it, mm-hmm. um, not just warehouses to ship it out. There was this is a fun little tidbit. There was some land that sold nearby where I live for ninety three hundred dollars an acre. Of course, I have Cole is seventeen, and um, that's all he does is watch land auctions now. Mm-hmm. Because, quite frankly, he's ready to get out of Johnson County, Indiana. But um, land is valuable. It's very valuable. It's a huge asset to have. And 
look going forward to, I think National Ag Day, one of their, or what I keep seeing is food brings everyone to the table. And I, I like that because it comes from all sectors, like Karen, you were talking about earlier from the transportation to the actual growing to the harvesting all these different angles um you always want to talk about bringing everyone to the table food and agriculture does that and there's good conversation that needs to continue on it well and there's a lot of fun things out there you can do especially for the kids so i ordered um from the american farm bureau i got the my farm my american farm activity book and I also got the ag mags for both corn and soybeans to give to the kids. But in that, I got erasers that were fruits and vegetables. And I got some bookmarks that were livestock. And I ordered something else. What was it? Do oh, any of the commodity groups do that? I don't know. Do any of the local farm bureaus probably have the ag mags. The Ag Mags is local farm bureaus. I don't know if any of the commodity groups have anything they hand out, pork, beef, corn, soybean. Well, I mean, they all have their little swag things. Um, right. I don't know that they necessarily give those to kids, but I mean, you can go, I mean, I just went on Amazon, honestly, and bought stuff. You know, I've gone on Etsy and I've gotten crayons in the shape of farm animals. Um, you can get cookie cutters off of Jen's website. Oh, yeah, yeah. Play-Doh cutters, we've got it all. Um, yeah, I think it's, there's tons of ways you could celebrate. And uh, so do you do yours? Do you do yours all month? Do you give them early in the month or do you wait till um, Well, the last week is the last week before spring break, which is National Ag Week. So I probably will do them earlier, but I'm still waiting for some of the books to arrive. So, mm -hmm. um, but I'll give the books to the teachers and then I'll make up little um, goodie bags for each of the kids. That's awesome. In just my children's classes, I don't do the whole school, but you know. Well, still, I mean. But I've done it every year since they started preschool. I've done it for both their classes, so. That should be for a good um, base for those teachers to have stuff. Mm -hmm. and, right, and they keep the books in their classrooms. Right. My kids are right after each other, so they get two sets of books, you know, Right. Um, and actually, Bristol's class, since we didn't have it last year, <laughs> I gave her teacher some at the beginning of the year. She was like, oh, you know, if you're, anyone's looking to donate, I could use some agriculture books. I'm like, hey, wait, I got a whole pile here. What do you want? <laughs> nice. So yeah. that's good that the teachers recognize that and are willing to do that. I don't I guess I've never thought about that. Well, and a lot of them will do, um, I know Bristol's class has done the life cycle of the monarch butterfly. And so they were looking, you know, they're like, go ahead and look for monarchs, but be careful. And I was like, well, we have a whole milkweed patch in my backyard that I planted like five years ago. <laughs> so I'm like pulling 14, 15 off every morning <laughs> oh, wow. for her to take to school. Um, so they do that kind of stuff. But then her class was also doing some seed stuff, you know, like, um, just like plant biology type stuff. So that's cool. But not that my kids ever did that. I wish I did that when I, I don't remember Adam classroom when I was younger, vaguely. I remember art class. That was about it. <laughs> and recess. Recess, lunch. <laughs> but that's just, I. 
I love a lot closer to that age than either Jen or I. But yeah. I still can't remember. <laughs> I I I was with some. Uh, you guys will get a kick out of this. I went to Georgia two weeks ago with Walt and Webb casting for the Georgia National Rodeo, and we had two um, in- interns with us. One was eighteen. One was nineteen. I was calling them kids. <laughs> I said, "Hey, kids, come over here." I'm like, "Who am I? Am I qualified to call them kids?" They told me no, since I'm not ten years older than them. So, I guess, I guess I can. I'm still. In We're that. supposed to live through you, Kelsey. Not you're not supposed to be old like us. <laughs> well, yeah. I had a mental breakdown the other day when I realized in five years I'll be 31. In five years I'll be 50. In five years, I'll be five years, 56. Oh my God. Five years, I'll be closer to 60 than not. I'll be over 30. Oh, terrible, but please feel sorry for me. <laughs> what else do I have to look for? 30, to? like the new 12 at this point. <laughs> there you go. You won't feel 12, that's for sure. Anyways, so yeah, a lot of good stuff going on with National Ag Day, and I'm glad it's March. I can just smell planting season around the corner. Um, it looks like it might come quick with the way the forecast is looking, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have some guys I, who are going to plant soybeans as soon as it dried up, just for fun. Just for fun. Not around here. I don't know what, the, I haven't seen what the outlook is for the next couple of months. I don't know if they're projecting it to be wet, dry. I have no idea. I saw that rain was in the forecast for next week for my area. So we are sinking fast here. I'll, I'll just release ag Twitter on Chris. He was like, we had to work cattle the other day and he's like, we have to live in the muddiest place in the world. And I'm like, mm, I'm going to sick ag Twitter after you because <laughs> It was pretty bad here and it is bad because all that snow melted. I mean, I stepped off the cattle lot the other day and um, sunk down to my knees, mm-hmm. literally down to my knees. Shit over the top of my rubber boots and into my rubber boots. Um, and, um, but um, I don't know. Chris this is why the only livestock I have are fish and we killed off one of those. So now we're down to three. <laughs> well i have a dog that likes to eat shit so that might have to account for something i don't know well, he could come eat shit here we're buried in it so but hope hopefully warmth and sunshine will stay for a while but i'm not getting my hopes up because i feel like this is just a teaser i feel like we I think still it's have- somewhat a teaser but at least it's not gonna go well cross my fingers knock on wood it's not gonna go below zero wind chills again I hope not. Oh, I hope not. I got That's to one rough. of my meetings and I was like 60 miles northwest of Dubuque. And it was negative seven when I got out of the car without the wind chill. And I went into my hotel room and they hadn't turned the heat on. <gasps> oh my God. So I blared it until finally like 2 a.m. It was finally warm enough. I was sleeping in a bunch of clothes and I'm like, I am not cut out for this shit. <laughs> Why on earth wouldn't they have the heat on at least to a uh, a decent level? I mean, I, I, there weren't that many people in the hotel, um, but you would have, John, had his room 
he was turned on when he walked in his room, but mine wasn't. Well, I'd have made John switch with me. I'd have been like, um, well, he got there a few hours before I did. <laughs> I had the opposite problem. When I went into a hotel room in Ohio, I had to turn it all the way down to like 58 degrees in there. And it still felt like a sauna. Opposite problem. I don't know what the deal was. But Traveler problems. You know, I guess we should be happy that we're back traveling. Uh, yes. Have been. Yes. I'll be in Indiana next week. Are you coming to see me, Jen? I'm thinking about it, actually. What day are you coming? I'm coming over Monday night, and our meeting's on Tuesday. Okay. So we may just do that. We got two weeks left. We postponed these waiting for Illinois to be ungrounded so that we could, you know, actually have a meeting and not That's get around. never going to happen. So is it going to happen? No. Yeah. Well... I mean, we're ungrounded way more than we were before, but I think we're limited to like 50 people or something, but which is fine. But yeah, so we have three Illinois meetings this week, one next week, Indiana next week, and then also we're going down to Tennessee. So I'm pretty sure earlier, but they got that ice storm and yeah, you don't go to Tennessee when there's ice and a foot of snow. So they're working at opening Indiana back up. And I think that's because the NCAA. So go I think that if it wouldn't been for that, it wouldn't have mattered. I think they're like, okay, this is the plan. And I think they're pushing it. I don't really care. Don't, now don't, I don't mean, I don't care about COVID, but I mean, it doesn't matter. Go Illini, just say it, Jen. Go Illini. Go I don't, yeah, I don't <laughs> even know. Go orange and blue. Blue? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Okay. See, I do know a little bit, um, but I think that's the only reason they're opening Indiana back up so fast. Well, uh, and Illinois was locked down pretty heavily and we've had really good numbers lately. We're down to like under 3% infection rate. Um, but you know, Chicago needed to get open and the kids needed to start their sports, um, if they yeah. were going to do anything for sports. And so, I mean, here in the County I'm in, they've kind of bucked their noses and been fairly open. Um, but we're seeing a lot, you know, the, the schools have the sports now and the higher capacities to go in the restaurants and things like that. So our schools opened up this week, um, four days a week this week next week they'll start five days a week everybody we um we've actually been in school every day since august 15th yeah so the schools around here has your high school though the high school went remote for two weeks in november oh now see our of course we have a huge huge school system here and um so our schools since the beginning of the year have been hybrid um like A through K went Mondays and Tuesdays. Nobody went on Wednesdays for deep cleaning. JKL. L through Z went Thursday and Friday. And we've done that. They did sometime last semester, I think, try to open it up to four days a week. And that lasted one week. Um, but they are going five days a week next week. I'm like, whatever, just just get it done. If I were an elementary school parent, I would be, I would be postal. Now my youngest is a senior. I'm like, I could, he's been great having home to work. So I'm like, I don't care. Now I will say that our elementary schools K through six have been going five days a week. 
those kids have been going. It's the um, where we combine everybody into our middle school and our uh, high school. Yeah. Yes. Thank goodness for smaller rural, more rural school districts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. For sure. Well, but I, so I know that ag in the classroom is not going to be possible this year. That's Farm Bureau program. But I think if you could do like Karen and send some stuff to your kids at schools or or offer to do Zoom is such a big thing. I mean, that's what we're using right now. But offer to go into the classroom via Zoom, read a book, do something. Um, actually, it's a great experience to um, have them tour a hog barn or um, a lot of people are calving right now. What, you know, I don't know. Try something, do something. Yeah. Yeah. Do something locally because that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. That's true. That should be our logo. Do it local. Do it local. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We take it in a lot of directions. All right. <laughs> you, you do know that what is a word that begins with F? and ends with K. And if you can't do it that way, you can use your hands. Fork? Yes! Oh, <laughs> damn it. I, I was <laughs> Way lost. to go, Karen. I was lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, you I had to think about it because in my head at first, I was funk, 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 no, fork. <laughs> So you'd be you'd great on the wheel of fortune. Yep, you'd be great on the wheel of fortune. <laughs> All right, well, well, celebrate ag people. Yep. Um, contact us if you want some more ideas. We're always open to help with ideas. Um, and post what you're doing for your schools and whatnot. Definitely. We actually we should start a uh, thread on Twitter and on our Facebook page so that we can share ideas and. Um, get Karen to share those links that she uses um, and her book list for sure. It's not my book list. It's the American Farm Bureau's book list. <laughs> it's your book list, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we will see everyone soon and we'll be back together again. Yeah. Oh, oh I know what I want to talk about. I think we need to do a ask us anything. I agree. I think that I'm going to throw fun. that out there. You know, my biggest fear was to ask us anything is, is that no one will ask us anything. <laughs> Crickets, chirp, chirp. Yeah. Chirp, chirp. Like, yeah, like, we'll depend on our mothers to ask us questions, all three. <laughs> it would um, be really cool if we could do a live episode where people call in, but I wouldn't know how to do that. Oh, so maybe, no. maybe we'll post. I don't trust Ag Twitter for that. <laughs> I'll post on so we'll throw that idea out there if you have some questions you've just been dying to ask us ask us anything yeah ask us anything i think we'll throw that up i think that'd actually be a good listen during planting season don't mm -hmm. you you got your you're running your gps and planting in the tractor yep listen to the girls talk ag answer all the questions that you want to know well we reserve the right not to answer some questions <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Thanks. Well, glad to have everybody back. Awesome. Yep. Until next time. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next time for another episode of Girls Talk Ag. And if you can't wait until then, connect with us on Twitter.